You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. Hey, everyone. This is Jody Sweeten from the podcast How Rude, Tanneritos. I've been needing a quick getaway with my family, and the 2024 Hyundai Santa Fe is the perfect vehicle to take us there. It has standard third-row seating, so I'm able to pack my entire family, plus pets, in the car while also having enough room for our camping essentials. Available H-Track all-wheel drive will get us through any dirt trails, and available dual wireless charging pads will ensure we never have to worry about getting stuck with a dead phone in the middle of nowhere. Visit HyundaiUSA.com. Or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Right here, right now. Find your beautiful new floor at Right Rug Flooring. Choose from thousands of in-stock styles, ready for next day installation, and all backed by the right price guarantee. Visit rightrug.com. That's R-I-T-E-R-U-G.com today to schedule a free in-home estimate or to find a location near you. 24-month financing is available with approved credit. For 90 years, we've been right here, right now. Right Rug Flooring. Hi, guys, and welcome to a new episode of Couch Talks on You Need Therapy Podcast. My name is Kat. If you are unfamiliar with what Couch Talks is, it is the special bonus episode of Uni Therapy where I answer questions usually that listeners send to me. And quick disclaimer before we get into the episode today, same rules apply as normal. Even though I'm answering your questions and I'm a therapist, this podcast does not serve as a replacement or substitute for any actual mental health services. However, we always hope that these episodes are helpful. So today it is the second snow day. Well, it's Tuesday and Monday was a holiday for a lot of people. So I don't know if you still count that as a snow day. It did snow, but most people were already off work. I wasn't, but that was by choice. And so now it's the second snow day. We're looking at going on three snow days. And you know, it doesn't snow a lot in Nashville. So when it does, it's a really big deal. And every time there isn't any kind of inclement weather like this that would cause closures for school, things like that. I noticed that they just have less and less of the same exciting connotation that they had when I was a kid. Waking up to a snow day or going to sleep knowing that tomorrow's going to be a snow day or something like that would it would be like the most exciting thing ever because one, you get out of school and two, you get to play in the snow, maybe just do a lot of things for fun you kind of get to put off responsibility and just stuff especially if like you had a test that day or something it's a fun day it's a spontaneously fun day and that's just not the way it feels as an adult a lot of times and it feels more like an inconvenience than an invitation to slow down and have that spontaneous fun because for a lot of adults life doesn't pause the same way that life might pause when you're younger, when there's a snow day, you might still have to work from home. And 
honestly, I will say that is a real blessing of COVID where like previously, if it was a snow day, I just wouldn't work because I didn't do telehealth. Most people didn't. And now I get to still, for the clients that are willing and able to do telehealth, I still get to see people. And so I, I still get to work. However, I'm thinking about other things too, just like getting to certain appointments, whether it's getting your hair done or getting going to a doctor's appointment, getting to certain appointments and, and our heat went out. So <laughs> that was another thing. Our heat went out. And then my thought was, how is anybody even going to drive to get to our house to fix it? It just feels very different. The responsibilities feel very different as an adult. And every time something like this happens and I feel this anxiety somewhat or the inconvenience versus the excitement as I felt as a kid, I always get reminded of this excerpt from a book called A Boy's Life that was read to me at a training that I went to years ago, maybe 2015, 2016, when I was becoming an adventure therapist. I had to go to this training and the director of the training read this passage in the very beginning of our training and it really set us up to reframe how we were looking at a lot of the different initiatives that we were doing and experiences that we were doing and and as we were training to do them. And so I want to read that to you because it's just become a really special piece of literature to me. And so I'm going to share that with you. We all start out knowing magic. We are born with whirlwinds, forest fires, and comets inside of us. We are born able to sing to birds and read the clouds and see our destiny in grains of sand. But then we get the magic educated right out of our souls. We get it churched out, spanked out, washed out, and combed out. We get put on the straight and narrow and told to be responsible, told to act our age, told to grow up, for God's sake. And you know why we were told that? Because the people doing the telling were afraid of our wildness and youth, and because the magic we knew made them ashamed and sad of what they'd allowed to wither inside themselves. The truth of life is that every year we get farther away from the essence that's born within us. We get shouldered with burdens, some of them good, some of them not so good. Things happen to us. Loved ones die. People get in wrecks and get crippled. People lose their way for one reason or another. It's not hard to do in this world of crazy mazes. Life itself does its best to take that memory of magic away from us. You don't know what's happening until one day you feel you've lost something, but you're not sure what it is. It's like smiling at a pretty girl and she calls you, sir. It just happens. The memories of who I was and where I lived are important to me. They make up a large part of who I'm going to be when my journey winds down. I need the memory of magic if I'm ever going to conjure magic again. I need to know and remember and I want to tell you. And that again is from A Boy's Life by Robert R. McCammon. And... I just really like that because I feel that like I think that is true of my experience of growing up and a lot of people's experiences. And it also reminds me these two things feel so hand in hand of one of my favorite songs that is called Slow Up. It's by Jacob Banks. It is such a good song and probably probably the most played song when I was a cycling instructor, I probably played that song more than any other song, which you might listen to it and be like, what? Because it's a very slow song, but it was a very special song and a song that if you really listen to it will really elicit some feelings from you. And when I first listened to it, I thought he was talking about his kid or a kid or something, but he's actually talking about himself. He's speaking about 
or speaking to himself, asking himself to slow down the race that he's running of, of growing up. And I do realize that sometimes slowing down can be a privilege and I don't want to take that for granted, but sometimes growing up can be somewhat of a cage that we lock ourselves in. And the key word there is we, we do this to ourselves, oftentimes unnecessarily. We spend a lot of time working in order to, let's say, not get behind. And I think that isn't a poor thing to do a lot of times. You know, we want to stay on track. We want to stay on track at work. I mean, with the laundry, anything in order to not be overwhelmed or, you know, get in trouble. There's a million reasons why you would want to stay on track. And I, again, I don't think that's bad. But sometimes making sure we don't get behind does end up robbing us of just being. And when we get so worried about what we need to do to feel okay in the future, we can miss out on what we need to do to feel okay in the present. And then we almost lose the present. We lose that time. And time is a resource that is limited. It's not all the time. This isn't, I mean, I live in the gray. I attempt to live in the gray and encourage other people to live in the gray. This isn't an all the time thing, like most things I talk about. But I want to throw out this idea that sometimes it's okay to go back to this childlike magic of a snow day. And sometimes things are worth being put off until tomorrow. And maybe the inconvenience is actually a gift. Maybe not, but I do think it's worth considering. And I am going to make this, well, I guess you're going to listen to this and it will have already happened, but I've committed today because it is the snow day. There's plenty of snow outside. I I can't really drive to anybody's house. However, I can also make some fun out of this day that I've, I've been given. That's a little bit different than the day I might've had if I did drive to work and the roads were open and all of that. So at first I was going to spend the rest of this day because I had some cancellations with some of my clients. I was going to spend the rest of this day, you know, getting ahead. I was going to start working on the podcast. I can get it done sooner and I'm not going to do that. I'm going to hopefully finish a book that I started last week. I have not read a full, full fiction book in months. So I'm going to do that and get lost in a story. That's not reality (laughs) for half of a day. And so hopefully you guys can think about maybe doing that yourselves. You know, consider that the inconvenience is a gift and then actually allowing yourself to use that gift. Now, Couch Talks usually, like I said in the beginning of this episode, is where I answer questions from people. And obviously, well, not obviously, I guess I could still do that. I'm not doing that today. I wanted to share a little bit about that. And then I did get a email from a listener this morning, I think I got it this morning, about the episode that came out on Monday titled The Bachelor Versus the Old Maid. And this episode was about our society and our culture's view on marriage and how important it is and what time you should get married and all of that. And I got this email and I wanted to share it with you guys because I imagine there might be somebody else out there that also had an experience like this. And I think it's really valuable. It can be really valuable for us to create a conversation with each other around this. So I want to read this email and thank you so much for the person that wrote this in because it is nice sometimes when I actually get tangible feedback that that one, somebody's listening to what I'm saying, but two, it's helpful because episodes like Mondays, I kind of just like put out. I even said it in there. I'm used to like 
I want to teach you something or I want to give this like, I don't know, very not finite, but I want to give this nicely packaged, informative, useful piece of content to you guys. And sometimes it's just me rambling thoughts and it's more about people connecting to those thoughts and thinking there isn't anything else. And so I really appreciate you sharing that this was helpful to you. So here's the email. Hey, Kat, thank you for the episode on The Bachelor versus The Old Maid. The story that you told about a friend of a friend's experience when she got engaged really struck a chord with me. I had a similar experience when I was 27 and single. I had just graduated from law school and got a job as a lawyer. Keeping my job was contingent on me passing the bar exam. By coincidence, my brother proposed to his girlfriend, now wife, on the same day when I found out that I passed the bar. Family and family friends asked me questions like, are you okay? Since my younger brother was engaged and I was single. There was a huge amount of praise and excitement around my sister-in-law for being a newly engaged woman. I was happy to celebrate my brother and his future wife. However, I will never forget the lesson I learned that day. For many people in my life, getting married was a greater accomplishment than anything else, especially for a woman. Thank you for discussing negative stereotypes about unmarried women or women without children on your most recent podcast episode. It is really helpful to hear you discuss the reality of the outdated ideals and stereotypes that we still deal with. One, I'm so sorry that you experienced that. I want to say I can't imagine, but I have imag- I have experienced similar things to that where it almost feels like people feel bad for you or pity you because you don't have something that they assume you should want, but you also have this like really awesome thing that might mean you don't even get the chance for that to mean more to you because people are just assuming that like it's a consolation prize or something that you passed the bar exam, which I mean, I can't imagine how hard that I, that is because I've never attempted to take that. I'm sure there's so many stories like this and something that I'm hearing in it is that we're not alone in it. And also the more we talk about how that's not helpful and doesn't feel very good, the more we can hopefully start to change the messaging we're sending to each other. And I'm assuming, which again, assuming it's not always the best thing, but I'm assuming that because of this experience you had, if that were to happen to somebody around you, you would be super mindful of congratulating somebody on the things that they have going on in their life versus assuming that they're upset because they don't have something. And that can really impact somebody in the future if it hasn't already. So thank you for your email. Again, so sorry that happened. And it really is, I feel like, I mean, upsetting that I think for a lot of people, it's hard to understand and reconcile that people can One, not care about the same things that you care about, but also when it comes to like people having things that you don't have that maybe you one day might want, you can be happy for other people having those things and sad at the same time and also grateful for other things that you have more than you're sad about those things that you don't have. That probably made no sense to a lot of you guys, but if you understand, great. (laughs) Maybe the more you listen to this, the more you start to pick up on how my brain works. But I, I just think that our society is so like black and white. You either are this or you're that. And we need to invite in the complexity that emotions really are um, and also allow people to have their feelings before we put feelings on them. Like I talked about in the episode from Monday, Monday, a lot of the feelings I think we have around the pressure and 
and when we should get married and when we want to get married and what we feel about being married or unmarried, a lot of the feelings we have, I think, are feelings that we have adopted based on what we are taught through our experiences and sometimes legitimately just told what we're taught about what we should feel. And it's not the same for everybody. And I think that's a good thing. So thank you so much for your email. And thank you guys for listening today. If you have any feedback, questions, stories, anything you'd like to share with me, you can send that to Catherine at UniTherapyPodcast.com. You can follow me at UniTherapyPodcast and at Cat.Defada. And also, if you want to follow my therapy page at Three Chords Therapy, if you're looking for a therapist and you live in Tennessee, you can go to ThreeChordsTherapy.com and contact one of the therapists that works at my practice and if you feel extra generous today, you could go to the bottom of the page that you're listening to this podcast on and rate and review it because that is really helpful and means a lot to me and I appreciate it. And I hope you guys have the snow day that you need to have. I will be back with you guys on Monday. Trinity School of Natural Health can help you be part of the fast-growing health and wellness industry. With an education that empowers communities, Trinity grads can change lives by applying natural health principles and techniques in holistic practices or stores selling nourishing health products. Offering 19 online programs that fit your busy schedule, you'll get training to help turn your passion into a career. Enroll today at trinityschool.org. That's trinityschool.org. This is Amy Brown from Four Things with Amy Brown. Today, Healthier is happening at CVS Health in more ways than you've ever seen. It's wellness destinations for seniors, including select locations with Oak Street Health and CVS Pharmacy. It's doctors, nurses, pharmacists, and everyone in between offering quality care and support virtually, in person, and on the phone. It's in-home evaluations through Signify Health and meeting mental health needs through Aetna. And those are just a few of the ways that Healthier is happening. To see more, visit cvshealth.com slash healthier happens together. CVS Pharmacy, Oak Street Health, CVS Specialty, Signify Health, and Aetna are part of CVS Health. Eligibility and services vary by location and individual. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events, you'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex.